This program is brought to you by Bible Way Media, a work of the Ulaga Church of Christ. Greetings and welcome to the Berean Break. My name is George A. Sinke, and I'm so glad that you have joined us. This program teaches God's will rather than man-made doctrines because God deserves the glory, not man. I encourage you to check out what is taught and to let me know if I teach something that's false. As we begin, let's go to God in prayer. Dear God, we thank you for this time in our lives. May we take the time every day to count our blessings. While you have richly blessed us in many physical ways, we especially thank you for your word that reveals your will to us. May we submit to your will so that we can be blessed with the spiritual blessings that are only in Christ. Help us to open our hearts to your will. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. The dictionary defines abandon as to give up with the intent of never again claiming a right or interest in. Abandoning God's truth is apostasy. To fall into apostasy in matters of religion is to leave the path that leads to God's blessings and instead go down a path that leads to destruction. The problem of abandoning truth is not new. We are going to consider some points from Jeremiah chapter 8, verses 5 through 12, that show some of the characteristics of apostasy. Jeremiah had repeatedly pleaded with the people to repent and turn back to truth, but we will notice how Jeremiah describes these people, a people who held fast to their error and refused to return to truth. When we understand some of the reasons they abandoned truth in Jeremiah's day, we are better able to understand the reasons for today. First, people often abandon truth because of a failure to consider the consequences of their actions. Notice the following from Jeremiah chapter 8, verse 6. I have listened and heard. They have spoken what is not right. No man repented of his wickedness, saying, what have I done? Everyone turned to his course like a horse charging into the battle. Friends, it's sad but true that men often exercise better judgment in secular matters than they do in the area of religion. For example, if a person is traveling on a journey and finds out that he's on the wrong highway, he changes his course. When he knows the road that he is on will not take him where he wants to go, he changes roads. Unfortunately, many people are on a road to spiritual ruin, and yet they are speeding down that troublesome road, giving little to no thought to where it will take them. We must consider the eternal consequences of our actions. Consider, for example, the following from Proverbs chapter 6, Verses 26 through 29. For on account of a harlot, one is reduced to a loaf of bread, and an adulteress hunts for the precious life. 
Can a man take fire into his bosom, and his clothes not be burned? Or can he walk on hot coals, and his feet not be scorched? So is the one who goes in to his neighbor's wife. Whoever touches her will not go unpunished. Solomon is writing about consequences, and no one can deny that all sin has its consequences. The consequences of sin are sometimes experienced in this life, but don't be deceived. Unforgiven sin will also have eternal consequences. In Galatians chapter 6 and verse 7, Paul wrote, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, this he will also reap. Second, people often abandon their faith because of their carelessness with the scriptures. Look at Jeremiah chapter 8 and verses 7 through 9. Even the stork in the sky knows her seasons, and the turtle dove and the swift and the thrush observe the time of their migration. But my people do not know the ordinance of the Lord. How can you say we are wise, and the law of the Lord is with us? But behold, the lying pen of the scribes has made it into a lie. The wise men are put to shame. They are dismayed and caught. Behold, they have rejected the word of the Lord. And what kind of wisdom do they have? Judah had possession of the law, yet their knowledge of the law was woefully inadequate. You may say, how sad or, or how terrible. And yet the situation in Jeremiah's day was not unlike the situation in our own day. The majority of the people in the United States today possess a copy of the Bible, and yet many people have little to no knowledge as to what is contained within it. We need to have the willingness to become familiar with the Bible's teaching. Paul admonished Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 15, be diligent to present yourself approved to God as a workman who does not need to be ashamed, handling accurately the word of truth. The King James Version says to study. Both show that we need to put effort into it. Two thoughts about Paul's words are especially significant. First, we are to study or to give diligence to the Bible as opposed to superficially reading the Bible. Second, the word workman indicates an effort must be put forth. I encourage you to take what you hear and to investigate it. Take what you hear and lay it alongside the scriptures. Compare what you hear with the scriptures to see if it is true. Third, people often abandon their faith because of their covetousness. Listen to Jeremiah's words in Jeremiah chapter 8 and verse 10. Therefore I will give their wives to others and their fields to new owners, because from the least even to the greatest, everyone is greedy for gain. From the prophet even to the priest, everyone practices deceit. Did you notice the extent of their covetousness? Their covetousness was not limited to a few. 
Jeremiah's words indicate that everyone, from the least to the greatest, from the prophets to the priests, were guilty of covetousness. Possessions and the desire for possessions have limited many in their service to God. In Matthew chapter 19 and verses 16 through 22, we have the story of a rich young man coming to Jesus to find out how to have eternal life. Possessions brought in sad end to this story, as we read in Acts chapter 19, verses 21 and 22. Jesus said to him, If you wish to be made complete, go and sell your possessions and give to the poor, and you shall have treasure in heaven, and come follow me. But when the young man heard this statement, he went away grieved, for he was one who owned much property. Sadly, many today have failed to do those things they ought to, because they are more concerned about their physical well-being than they are about their spiritual well-being. Paul wrote in 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse 10, For the love of money is the root of all sorts of evil, and some by longing for it have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves through with many a pang. Fourth, People often abandon the truth because they have little to no care for the truth. Notice Jeremiah's words in Jeremiah chapter 8 and verse 11. And they heal the brokenness of the daughter of my people superficially, saying, Peace, peace. But there is no peace. Jeremiah had preached concerning the need for repentance. Jeremiah had warned of the troublesome times the people would face if they failed to repent and turn back to God. And yet all the while Jeremiah was warning of what lie ahead, false teachers were proclaiming, Peace, peace, when there was no peace. Isaiah wrote of a rebellious people who refused to hear the law of the Lord. Instead, listen to what they said to their prophets. Isaiah chapter 30, verse 10. Who say to the seers, you must not see visions. And to the prophets, you must not prophesy to us what is right. Speak to us pleasant words. Prophesy illusion. People are not all that much different today. Paul says in 2 Timothy Chapter 4 and verses 3 and 4, For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but wanting to have their ears tickled, they will accumulate for themselves teachers in accordance with their own desires, and will turn away their ears from the truth, and will turn aside to myth. Many today seem to deny that truth exists. Or they deny that we can know truth. Now Jesus spoke differently of truth. In John chapter 8 and verse 32, he said, And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Paul writes in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 and in verse 10, And with all the deception of wickedness for those who perish, 
because they did not receive a love of the truth so as to be saved. The fifth cause for apostasy is that people often abandon the truth because they have grown morally callous. Notice the following from Jeremiah chapter 8 and verse 12. Were they ashamed because of the abomination that they had done? They certainly were not ashamed, and they did not know how to blush. Therefore they shall fall among those who fall. At the time of their punishment they shall be brought down, declares the Lord. Judah's heart had become hardened to the extent that the people were no longer ashamed of their sins. The people had reached a point where they could not blush. Friends, a departure from God's truth always leads to moral decay, without exception. This is true for an individual, and it is true for a country. Jeremiah's words could just as accurately apply to our own day and time. Many of the things that were once considered shameful by our society are no longer looked down upon. Friends, we ought to maintain sensitivity to sin and a willingness to call it what it is, sin. Isaiah wrote in Isaiah chapter 5 and verse 20, Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who substitute darkness for light and light for darkness, who substitute bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. What are some of the signs of the truth being abandoned? A person's failure to consider the consequences of his action, carelessness with the scriptures, an attitude of covetousness, little to no care for the truth, and a heart that has grown callous in matters of morality. This Berean Break is brought to you here in East River, South Dakota, by the pre-denominational Church of Christ that meets at 1600 East 1st Avenue in Mitchell, South Dakota. You are welcome to meet with us at 10 o'clock Sunday mornings for our assembly, followed by a time of Bible study, and also on Wednesday evenings at 6.30 for an additional time to study God's Word. If you have a comment or a sincere Bible question, please call or text me at 605-770-5555. The Berean Break is brought to you in West River, South Dakota, by the pre-denominational Prairie City Church of Christ, and they also meet at 10 o'clock on Sunday morning. And you can contact them at 605-593-7045. This is George A. Sinke with the Lord's Church. Goodbye for now, and remember to check out what I have taught with God's Word. We hope you enjoyed this program. We encourage you to subscribe to our podcast on Pandora, Spotify, or Podbean. Thanks for listening.